Our New Testament reading for this evening comes from the book of Hebrews. I'll be reading from chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, and then skipping over to chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested, as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to the one who was able to save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered, and having been made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, having been designated by God a high priest according to the order of Melchizedek. My brothers and sisters and beloved friends, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you bow with me for a moment? Gracious, loving, holy, and almighty God, Lord, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our paths. Lord, I pray tonight and always that your will would be done. Nothing more nothing less, nothing else, O God, but your will. And we ask this in the mighty and precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you, almighty God, our Father, and with God the Holy Spirit, one God, our God, true God, now and forever. Amen. Wow, it's Good Friday already. What a week, huh? What a week. Palm Sunday. I know many of you, as I look out in the congregation, we're here on Palm Sunday. One of my favorite uh, days in the Christian calendar because of the kids. The kids coming in waving palm branches, and I have uh, flashbacks of threatening my own two who are now grown. Do not hit your brother or sister. Do not smite them in the King James. Uh, But a beautiful, beautiful celebration And we talked about Jesus' entrance into Jerusalem, the great crowd, the parade, and how quickly things turned. And then last Sunday afternoon, uh, some of us were here for the Easter egg hunt, and that was a grand time, too. And having grandchildren makes it even better. And then the prayer vigil. I hope all of you got to participate in that. An hour goes by so quickly when you're in the sanctuary and in the presence of the Lord. The Stations of the Cross. And before that, uh, some of us were involved in Christ's Cupboard, the Easter meal delivery. Uh, As you know, we do the Christ's Cupboard three times a year. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter, the big meal deliveries. So it's been a busy and glorious week for the most part. But did any of you, let's just, it's just us, did anyone have a holy week that didn't meet your expectations? 
Let's just say your holy week was, um, well, not so holy. Or maybe we were not so holy. Maybe you didn't feel, or maybe you didn't act so holy, and I say we. Or perhaps Murphy, uh, you know, of the infamous Murphy's Law, decided to show up a few days before Holy Week, and everything goes amiss. Murphy decides to stay, or mayhem, as the insurance commercial, if you get the picture with him, decides to sit a spell. Last Friday night, as Kay and I were preparing for Christ's cupboard, we had the bags all separated neatly and uh, organized, had a new cart. I'm barreling down the hallway. You probably heard it from wherever you were because it was as loud. And the cart falls apart, literally falls apart. And it was late. And it had been that kind of couple of days. Things just didn't go right. The outcome was good. Everybody knew that God loved them. We loved them, and everybody got fed. But it was just one of those things. Or maybe you had a week where you faced a job loss or a change in status, the death of a loved one, people you love going through an environmental disaster. It is, after all, tornado season. A scary diagnosis, illness, betrayal by a friend or confidant, and or plain old exhaustion at every level. Anyone experience that this past week? Well, this isn't what I expected of Holy Week. It doesn't feel so holy to me. I chose this text this evening. Uh, very rarely do you hear sermons preached on Hebrews. You know, you can read the, the gospel lesson, but this spoke to me. There's so much to unpack in this lesson, and I promise I'm not going to keep you very long, but I want to again quote my beloved advanced Old Testament professor, Dr. Tom Dozman, on the need for us as Christians to at least have a basic understand of an appreciation for the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament, specifically Leviticus when we're reading the book of Hebrews. Many of you might be participating in the bishop's um, charge to read the Bible through together this year, and you get to Leviticus and you say, huh? Yeah, I, I empathize. Like, that just doesn't compute. And it's tough read. It's not easy reading. But then you get over to Hebrews Ah, now I get it. Now I get it. So we're not going to unpack all of that. There's so much in these few verses, and particularly with the sacrificial system, atonement. I mean, that's another, what, Andy, Brian, 400 or so pages of a paper, the priestly order. But for us gathered here tonight, we can look at this lesson with the understanding that the book of Hebrews was written for a group of folks who were hurting, Experiencing doubt, even those who were perhaps ready to give up. Those who were ready to throw in the towel and, yes, even abandon the faith. There are times when people, even the most devout, say, enough, enough. The psalmist says, how long 
O Lord, how long in Psalm 13? I'm sure you've seen the commercials, and I think Andy and Brian have referenced them in sermons, the He Gets Us campaign. We're not going to belabor uh, the merits and, of that or, or what, but that's what speaks to me in this text. We see that Jesus, Jesus who is our high priest, is qualified. This text talks about Jesus' qualifications because he's like us. Jesus, the only begotten Son, truly God, became flesh. Flesh and blood, like you and me. He was human in every way. Not half human, not half divine, but 100, 100, as I've said before. He got tired. He got thirsty. He got hungry. Can you imagine being in the wilderness 40 days? I said, he wasn't hungry. He was hungry, as we say in the South. Angry, sad, experienced unimaginable torment and agony. Betrayal from those who we say should have gotten it. But yet he didn't sin. As the old African-American spiritual so aptly proclaims, he didn't even say a mumbling word. Didn't even say a mumbling word. I know I certainly can't say that for myself. Jesus is qualified because he was divinely appointed as a priest and as a son. Jesus is the perfect high priest who is in every way obedient to God. Jesus willingly gave himself up. And Philippians talks about Jesus setting aside his status. Still divine, but I'm going to set that on the back burner. And I'm going to go and show him how it's done. I'm going to humble myself. Jesus willingly sacrificed himself for the atonement of our sins. See, we had a debt. Couldn't pay it. Even on our best day when we were acting exactly like our mamas and daddies and Sunday school teachers and preachers taught us how to act and all the manners class, all that righteousness, no, not going to get it. God is holy. But Jesus paid the price once and for all on the cross. And because he was human and experienced what we experience, he has mercy and compassion for us. Think about that for a moment. Jesus, the Son of God, truly God, experienced everything, overcame it, and has mercy and compassion when we have perhaps a very unholy, holy week or an unholy day. And because of this, because of our high priest, we have 24-7, 365 days per year access to the very throne of God. I don't know about you, but as I typed this earlier, I got chills. 24-7, 365 access to the very throne of God. We don't just come timidly. We go boldly because Jesus as the song says, paid it all. Our human nature would love to go straight to the glory of Easter Sunday morning. I know I would. Let's just get through all of this and skim over it, because it hurts. But before resurrection, there's the reality and the agony of the crucifixion. We have to go through Good Friday to get to Easter. There really aren't any shortcuts, my friends. Even though humans try to We've tried just about everything to escape pain. 
Jesus cried out during his life, as the text says, and even on the cross, to the one who could save him. Jesus cried out. Jesus understands when we cry out. As I was preparing for this, a song by the contemporary Christian group, I guess they're still around, Third Day, uh, a song, Cry Out to Jesus, Cry Out to Jesus, that came to my mind, and I'd like to read the words of the chorus as an exhortation and an encouragement. There's hope for the helpless, rest for the weary, and love for the broken heart, and there is grace and forgiveness, mercy and healing. He'll meet you wherever you are. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Cry out to Jesus. Oh, cry out to Jesus. So my friends, hang on. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. Cry out to Jesus. Cling to that old rugged cross, the one of which we sing. Hold on, and he'll hold on to you through the darkness. He's been there, and as the saying goes, he's been there and done that, and guess what? He's won the victory. Easter's coming, and when Jesus said, it is finished, he meant business. There was no fine print. It's done. Hang on through the darkness, my friends. It's coming. Would you bow with me?